Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. we got a jam-packed episode today. We're going to have a guest on in a second, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Lots to talk about with regards to craziness in, in COVID world, different regulations that the United States and foreign countries are trying to put through. Crazy, crazy stuff. Going to get his opinion on that. Also, I want to pick his brain on Joe Biden, quite literally yesterday going into the fetal position during a global press conference, this was on global television, crumbling under the pressure of Peter Ducey's questions. He's going to get his take on that too. And then the second hour, we're going to do a deep dive into that disastrous press conference and the latest from Afghanistan. But without further ado, we're going to bring on right now, Dr. Sherwood. Dr. Sherwood, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys for having me, Max, Joe. I appreciate you guys very much. Always good having you. So I, I, I was on the last time you were on, but you're running for governor, I hear. I am. I decided to step up uh, because basically we need leaders today. We don't need politicians. I'm sick of that. I don't want any more of it. I think the world and most of us patriots are sick of it as well. We need people that are willing to step up and make hard decisions and not back away. And I promise to do that. I will. I've always done it in my life. And if I make a good decisions, I'm going to give God credit. And if I make a bad decision, I will accept responsibility. So based upon that, hopefully what we'll do is we will lead by example and give other governors um, also confidence to do the same thing. So we want it to be a domino effect. This may be a Oklahoma race, but it's actually a United States effect long term. Well, it's exciting. So um, I haven't had a chance to look at the page. Are you, are you running as a Republican or are you going to go as an independent? No, I'm going to go as a Republican. Uh, the the values line up very um, concurrently with what I what I do. Uh, we want to uh, really gauge our decisions uh, under three a three prong test. Number one is it biblical. Number two is it constitutional, and number three does it make sense? And if we can't get past one, we can't go to two. And if we continue to live like that, I guarantee you. We as a country will bounce back. But if we go anything outside of those bounds, we will have a problem on our hands as we do now. So people can check you out, donate to the campaign uh, at Sherwood, Sherwood2022.com. That's Sherwood2022.com. I just re-updated it. For some reason, it got cleared out in the Facebook stream. But you can find it at that link. And we'll mention it a couple other times during the show because I know you want to get people over there. Because I, I don't know who your competition is, but uh, I, I can't imagine a better guy for the job than you. That's for sure. Well, I really appreciate that, you guys, and vote of confidence. And Joe, you and I spoke about that a lot last time we were in face-to-face. And uh, look, you know, the bottom line is I don't necessarily slam other people, but I do call out what needs to be called out. And when we're seeing here in Oklahoma – Every day, 29 Oklahoma citizens be murdered, right? Every day, 
29. I am like, seriously, we got to do something about this and stop it. I'm talking about this abortion concept. And so day number one, we're going to get the wheels in motion to stop that process immediately. And and secondly, we're not going to have lockdowns anymore, period, end of story. That's not happening on our watch. And there are other agenda items, but certainly that's where we want to start. Well, let me, let me ask you a question that I think is going to be on everyone's mind. And that yep. is the things that are happening at the federal level to suppress our rights as people and what's happening in uh, big tech and media with them being used as proxies to silence and take away your First Amendment right. Um, you know, as a governor, you know, how will you stand up? Will you will you implement uh, rules or things that would make it um, punitive against those the big tech companies for silencing um, uh, opposing views? Yeah, what I think I want to do with that, Joan, that's a super question is the states have the ability to be sovereign. They really do if they will exercise that right. So I want to, over time, cut off this federal funding process to these from from the government to the states, giving the states more sovereignty to have more authority to do that. Because if you take federal government money, you got federal government strings. I don't want their strings. I don't want their money. I want good, hardworking people to be able to step up and, you know, sort of live in this capitalism, liberty-driven society. And as one of our infamous patriots once said, give me liberty, let me give me death. Sick of it. And we're going to stand up. We're going to do it right. And anything I can do within my power, constitutionally and legally, I'm going to hold those accountable. And I'm going to stop that nonsensical brainwashing propaganda that's coming into people's lives. And I want to replace it with hope-oriented, health-oriented spiritual edifying oriented concepts and i think we can do that because there's a hunger for that we see it on this podcast there's a hunger for that today and if we can push out more and more and more positive comment content like this at least people can see a difference and when that happens good always outweighs evil every single time well i'll tell you that's so much common sense you might actually melt this anti-Oklahoma Texans heart. You might actually convert some Texans into liking Oklahoma if you keep talking like that. <laughs> That's funny because I once heard there was there was actually life south of the Red River. And I, I can confirm that I've met Texans that, that actually have some life. So, no, look, um, when I say we the people, I mean we the people. We're in a place right now, Joe, Max, where we the people are absolutely in crisis mode. And we, all of us, whether Texas or Oklahomans or whatever, need to bond together as people, people, and live together as people, and get this, be willing to die together as people for our rights, because that's what our founding fathers did. They stood in front of churches. They stood in front of firing lines and said, nope, you might get one of us, but you're not getting all of us. And I bring us back to the haunting picture of the Holocaust with the Jews being led down, you know, out of on that train. And that haunting picture of them waving while three machine guns are holding these thousands of people hostage makes me ill. Not gonna happen. We need to overpower those three machine guns right now. And that's what it is. We've got more of us. We just gotta band together. We gotta get strong in that. So well, I think that good job. Yeah, so I, th I think that, um, you know, that there's, there's a ton of hot points out there right now 
that are coming to, you know, is, is just coming to the boiling point for not just, you know, conservatives, not just um, Republicans, but I think the whole nation is watching what's happening across our country with the lack of leadership. And they're starting to realize, people are starting to wake up to the reality that the weakest among us are the ones that are actually leading. And they're not leading because they understand what people in the community need. They're leading from a position of being parroted by someone else above them. And people are starting to realize that that parroting is probably coming from a foreign entity or someone that wants to do ill will to the American people to enslave them. So I think it's going to be vitally important as you as you enter this race for governor that you you speak to the things that I think are, are pressing against every American's uh, heart. And that is a loss of constitutional integrity, uh, the, the, the craziness that they're dealing with in their community, the div- divisive nature of politics as a whole, and be able to set that aside and just make common sense uh, approaches or solutions that that frankly give people in the community the ability to thrive. And that's just not what's happening right now. No, I agree with you. And there is um, a concept of authority that we must understand. And, you know, in my previous um, life, you know, lifetime, I've been involved in law enforcement for over two decades prior to becoming a naturopath. And I, I had a duty and I want people to get this and I want them to understand because this is the principle of leadership. If you have a superior that gives you an unlawful, ungodly or immoral order, you have a duty to disobey that order. If you don't disobey that order, you're not a leader. If a leader therefore broadcasts that order and you follow that order, you become a follower to a real leadership. Now, I have been on both sides of that where someone's given me something to do and I had to say no. And when I said no, and when other people around me got the confidence to say no, the person that gave the unlawful order backed down. And so, it doesn't matter what position we hold, whether father, husband, community leader, or governor, we need to have the confidence to stand up against unlawful, ungodly orders or mandates or recommendations, however you want to do that. And when we do, you'll give other people confidence. And that's, that's what I intend to do. So you mentioned that you would be against lockdowns. And I don't know if you've been following what's going on in Australia but it is both heartbreaking and also exhilarating at the same time because while you have yeah. the government imposing some of the most ridiculous things that, that you've ever seen, you also have scores of citizens pushing back. And we have a couple of vi- pictures of that. If you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, um, just, uh, just in case people haven't seen what it looks yeah. like in Australia, they're actually getting beaten by police officers. They're being pepper sprayed. And we're not talking little dinky protests. These are massive street protests where they're refusing to back down. And and look at the ages. Crazy. Look at the ages yeah. of everyone. I mean, it's it's a massive, it's a massive thing of ages. Here here's the problem, Mark. That I think that everyone needs to understand. It is the minority that are treating us like slaves. These leaders. This is not just people in the street. That is just one percent or two percent. This is most of our countries that want to be out there having life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness that frankly are just they're they're mortified by what's happening in the community. These lockdowns, the way we're being treated, the fact they're taking our money and handing it to foreign interests. I think people in this country are waking up to the stark reality that we live in a very corrupt and compromised environment where 
they just you don't have a choice. And, I, and, and my fear is, is that it's going to go kinetic here in the United States and going kinetic in, in Australia is different because no one has guns. And here there are 300 million guns that are that are floating around the country. And I think that's a it's a, you know, something we need to pay attention to. Well, here's a here's a good side of that, Joe, that that you just said. And this is good. This works in our favor. So I want to spin this to a positive thing because, you know, you know me, the proverbial hope dealer. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. But the idea of this is we have good, hardworking, honest patriots, police officers and military. We really do. At this point, I know some of them. They're not going to enforce yeah, this good, hardworking, honest crap. Patriots. They're not going to police. So because of that, when we stand up in our country at present, the minority vocal demonic leaders are going to back down. They're not going to screw with you. And and we've got to stand up in mass and not be ashamed because I think what's happened in Australia is there's been an encroachment upon rights for a little bit longer, taking the guns away and all that. Man, yeah. I want to bring more guns into ashamed. my state. I'm serious. I want to bring more guns into my state because a heavily armed citizenry is a great prevention against crime. You know, I'm telling you, that's the way you do it. We got to get back to this concept of self-government, self-government. When we can control and, and protect our lives and families and liberties with life, if need be. And that's the oath I took as a police officer. I know that's the oath I'll take as governor. And frankly, you know, you and I, you and I are friends, you know. So I know going into this, I'm going into a, a damn lion's den. Uh, but I watched Esther's story in the Bible of Daniel that went into the lion's den too, and and that lion couldn't open up his mouth. And I know three guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that were thrown into a furnace, and they had a fourth guy in there. And that guy that shut that lion's mouth and that guy that walked in the furnace lives in my heart. And I'm going to go into this with confidence and boldness, and I want to push that in everybody else's life that I can potentially so we can all stand firm. Because when we stand up like that, we are armed, get this, with the armor of God. And we're not going to lose. No enemy can stand against the army of God. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and I think that uh, having faith and acting in that faith are two different things, right? We've talked about this as well. I think that there's, there's a massive amount of, of you know, wind at our back that is pushing us forward in a way that we want to hold people accountable. But, you know, you know, the, the, the type of conversations we've had over the last couple of days, the podcasts we've had over the last couple of days, they have, they have been depressing at times. And one of the reasons why I think they're depressing is because we look at it and go, how do we get to a place where there's no sensibility? There's no mental maturity. There's no ability for our leaders to think, uh, rationally or in the better interests of the people that they're chartered to represent. How, how do we get to that yeah. place where it's so far over the skis that you can't help but look at it as if it's a train crash that is happening in slow motion as our nation just basically crumbles around this poor and ineffectual leadership? It's uh, it, it's. I think we got to that place um, gradually over time. There was a there was a drift. And it, be, it began with us, um, you know, maybe as parents even, not teaching our families 
the full value of the dollar and hard work and you don't deserve anything young man or young woman you you need to go out and work for it and perhaps in our drive to do better for our next generation we lost our way um and i do think at this point there's a going back to the australian sort of picture that you've shown there very sad and i agree with you max very exhilarating at the same time the age ranges um, I've had people in my office this week, they're in their 20s, early 20s, saying, no, I've had people saying, I want you to be my governor because I know you're going to stand by me. I'm going to get in the war with people. I am not a soldier that leads from behind. I lead in front. <laughs> you know, and that's the kind of thing people need to see these days. They need to have more Joe and Max's and Mark's of the world step up. And that's what I honor about you two men. You're doing that. And the more we do it, as depressing as we hear stories, we are still connecting dots of leaders around the world. And as we do that, it's not one plus one is two. It's one times one equals 10,000. Yeah. And I think yeah. that the principles of multiplication are on our side. Let's keep pushing. So let me let me ask you about some of these things, because... I, we showed the couple of pictures of, of of uplifting that they're protesting in Australia, but not most people might not know why they're protesting. Their slippery slope has been a little bit longer than ours, and it's been a little bit steeper. And they've gotten to things that are so crazy. When you see the headlines, you think they're from the Onion. Yeah. And one we hour can't just presume. Yeah, we can't just presume. Go ahead, put up my screen, Miss Brewster. That's one of the ones I'm talking about. In Australia, in certain parts of Australia, fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated individuals, if we put up my screen, fully vaccinated individuals will only be allowed to leave their home for one hour at a time. Josh, if you can put up my screen just so people know I'm not making it up. I'm frozen um, <laughs> one moment. Oh, you're frozen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Josh is frozen. That's not what we want to hear. <laughs> That's not what we want to hear. That does not bode well. Um, but it's true. One hour a day outside. And when you think about it, what else is what else looks like that? Solitary confinement. Yep. Solitary confinement. And the United Nations Human Rights Council, for all of its problems and flaws, it identifies indefinite solitary confinement as a form of torture, as a form of psychological torture, because it breaks people. The idea that you're just going to be stuck inside and you're only allowed to see the sunlight for one hour every day, if that. It's a form of torture. So I want to get your opinion on it. And I always try and re refrain from asking medical guests to take get their opinion because Facebook, all these different platforms, they have strict rules. You can't go against the CDC or the um, – there it goes – or any or the World Health Organization. But I looked and none of these bodies recommend that people be incarcerated within their homes in solitary confinement conditions. So I feel comfortable asking you your medical opinion. Is that a good idea? Will that help prevent the spread of COVID-19? And will that keep people healthy and alive? Absolutely not. The process of isolation leads to the process of domination. The process of isolation and domination leads to an increase of stress. Increase of stress leads to a depletion of our immune function. Depletion of our immune function makes us more susceptible to dying from diseases. It is asinine. I would give you my opinion whether I stand where I stand or stand where I don't. It doesn't matter. This is a principle of simple human rights and human behaviors. Freedom gives us health. 
Bondage takes away our life. And I'll be damned if I'm going to allow anybody that I know, anybody that I know, to fall for that trap here in America. I'm going to do everything I can, as passionate as I can, even alone if I have to. But we're going to stand up to this tyranny, and we're going to not back down. Yeah, it may cost a few lives, but it's still worth it. Because sacrifice for the right reasons is one of the most honorable things a human being can do. And going against that whole nonsense there is the greatest duty we have right now. We're at war. We're at war so much that we've got to fight back right now. Yeah. Not tomorrow, right now. Well, and, well, let and me ask Mark, you about this speaking, one. Of, speaking, oh, speaking of, I'm sorry. Speaking of war, the Pentagon just announced that they're anticipating an attack on our soil in the, in the coming weeks as we lead up to the 20th anniversary of September 11th. I mean, th th these are these are not small announcements that are being made. And it goes back to the announcement that was made when we lost 13 of our service members um, over in Afghanistan because of poor leadership, not just poor leadership in this administration, but poor leadership downwind in all of the military branches, except for a few who were told a week before, based on intelligence, that there was a likelihood that there would be a massive attack. So now they're using our service members as pawns, knowing that yeah. there's a massive uh, problem getting ready to occur. And yet it was business as usual. I have friends on the ground in Afghanistan, and they said that there was no indications that we were changing anything, increasing security protocols, or doing anything to protect the people in, in Afghanistan or the, or the soldiers. And so these people are becoming expendable. They're, the, the leadership is making our, our, our military, our, our young men and women who are serving our country, they're making them pawns and they don't care. They just don't care. Yeah. So you just you look at that about being no. at war and I believe we're at war, but we're at war with ourselves and we're at war with other nations that want to kill us. Yeah, and, and my encouragement for every single person that hears these words through whatever modality and channel uh, God gives us the ability, you know, to do that. We need to really hear what I'm saying. If you need to stand up against bad leadership, you need to do it right now because bad leadership will get you killed. Every human being yeah. is an American citizen should be protected from the American government and military. It is disgusting to the core. Now I'm not the president, but if I were, you mess with one American citizen, I'm going to come get you and hunt you down, yeah. and you're going to pay for it. Period. End of story. Yeah. And I don't Period. care what people think about that. Our country is founded upon the principles of standing up for rights with violence if need be. And we are the leaders for the whole world to see, and people don't like that. We need to get back our sort of um, God-given rights. You're not going to screw with the United States. You're not going to do it. And and frankly, you know, Joe, Max, I'm disgusted with all this. It makes me angry. It makes me very, very um, over the top, just mortified and agitated about what I want to do to these people. Yeah. You know, I think the cruelty is that we're exhibiting towards our own people is just the, one of the worst atrocities I've ever heard. And, you know, frankly, we've done it not with our military only, but we've done it with this whole virus thing. You know, be, be truthful about it. 
we victimized people and played them and played with their minds so much that now they're manipulated like a bunch of expendable pawns to generate more power yeah. to get this one world government thing going on, you know, to collapse our economy on and on and on and on. And this is time. That's why I stepped up and ran. Honestly, that's why, because we need to stand up. And if the, the, the statement would be true, if not you, then who? And yeah. that hit me right exactly in the core, right. man. That's hit exactly me right, right in the heart. If not me, then who the hell is going to do it? Yeah. Well, I, I want to pivot in a second into what's going on with Biden, what's going on with Afghanistan, um, because even if you become governor, you, you're going to have control of the Oklahoma National Guard. So you're going to have to make decisions. Lots of people think governors don't have to make decisions related to foreign policy, related to like natural disasters and things like that. But you will have to make those, those decisions. So I'd love to get your opinion on it. But before we pivot away, I have one more crazy Australia thing which I want to get your opinion on. And again, I'm confident that the CDC and the World Health Organization does not recommend this in any way, shape, or form. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, in New South Wales, they killed dogs that had been rescued and were in an animal shelter because they were afraid that the people who would have to go to the animal shelter either to take care of them or to adopt them would spread the disease. So instead of allowing volunteers to take care of these rescued dogs, they put bullets in their heads and they killed the dogs. Dr. Mark, in yeah, your medical I, I wanna, opinion, I wanna... is, is that a good idea? Does that help reduce the spread of COVID-19? And does that help reduce depression? Which is when you're locking people inside and they can only go outside one hour a day, eliminating the ability for them to adopt a dog. Does any of that make any medical sense? It doesn't make medical sense, it doesn't make human sense, and it doesn't make God sense. It doesn't even pass the common sense approach in any of that, Joe, Max. The, the whole idea of this is the asinine concept that we can avoid viruses. For God's sake, viruses are always going to mutate. They're always going to variate. We need to learn to live with them instead of running from them. Look. I don't care personally if somebody's got a virus around me. If they want a hug, I'm going to give them a hug. I don't care. You know, and if I die, that must have been God's plan. You know, and I don't worry about that. You see, and this is when you have this, this dichotomy of people driven their decisions by fear or people living by faith. When you live by fear, you're always going to make bad decisions. And this is just a domino effect of further just dumb, bad decisions that don't make sense. Nothing makes sense when you do things out of fear. Nothing. Joe, you were about to talk, so I'll give you, respond to that. I don't know if you've seen that story before. What do you think about the, the puppy? You know, I have three dogs. I'm, a, I'm an avid hunter. I'm a bird hunter. And um, I can tell you that if somebody shot my dog, it would be like killing one of my children. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would hold them responsible. I think that the craziness about this is that the lack of logic is becoming the norm. We are literally yeah. living in a bizarre world where you can, you know, walk off a cliff into the into a hurricane, and somewhere along the line, someone will write a story about how much of a hero you were for doing it. These people are killing animals indiscriminately at the same time, saying that they care about lives. Tell me where the common sense is. This is why I know for a fact 
This is why I know for a fact we are living in a world that, that the devil has been unleashed on. And this is why I, I say that there has to be this great revival to bring us back. And, you know, the Bible very much, very clearly says that you have to pick up your pick up your sword. It does not say turn the other cheek. When the devil walks into things, Jesus did not turn the other cheek and walk away. He picked up all of those bad spirits, put them into the hogs and ran them off a cliff. And that, frankly, is what we have to start doing. We have to start standing up to this. I, I can't imagine being in a place where you're so oppressed, which is probably more levels of oppression than we're feeling here in the United States, but so oppressed that they feel that they can go in and take your dogs and kill your animals. I mean, it it, it, it flies in the faith of just mental health. Just to, and, it, and it proves to you that the government is doing this great reset to try and take everything from us as people. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, I would rather die in truth than live in a lie. And right now we are living yeah. in a lie. And people ask me all the time, why do you stand up, Joe? And I say it all the time. Look, courage is more infectious than fear. And what you're doing, Mark, is amazingly courageous because you're standing up and you're speaking truth. Um, but I, I don't want to live in a world where my kids have no opportunity, where they live in a place where they're shackled. Like that, that's, that's how they live. They live in a, wor a world where they're shackled and oppressed and, 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 and monitored and watched and, and treated with this thumb on them where there's no freedom. I don't want my kids to live in that. So I'd rather die fighting to make sure that they have better opportunity than ever live in a country where they would allow that to happen. I couldn't agree more. We're at a place now where, um, and I'll, I'll say this is not a this is not a um, something that I take lightly. Parents need to step up and protect these ch these children right now. Yeah, because the next generation doesn't have a chance if we allow it. And and you're right, Joe. This may cost us our life in some places and times. It may very well. But you know what? Sometimes a life that is well lived with courageous sacrifice is like a seed going into the ground that produces a massive right. crop of blessings and flowers. And we've got yeah. to stand up right now, man. There's no, we can't wait. There's no turning back. Put your head down, get your eyes locked. Don't be distracted and move forward to the mission. Go right at your enemy, right at them. Because when I was a police officer, I learned that in SWAT team training, you know, if I have an enemy there, I don't negotiate. I go right at them, right at them. And if somebody goes down, we still go right at them. The mission has to win. And we've tried to placate, play games, patronize just this whole concept of freedom, liberty, trying to get along, just waiting on the goodness of mankind's heart to agree. Come on. Who are we fooling? Yeah. Who are we fooling? We can do better than this. I, w I want to mention well, one last bit about, about the Australians in New South Wales killing all those dogs. Anyone who's read history, there's lots of, of, of like not conspiracy theories, but conspiracies, lots of anecdotes to suggest that Hitler youth SS trainees were often taught to be abusive to animals. So the, yeah. they would either send Hitler youth out into the woods to kill small animals. They called it hunting, but it was mainly to desensitize them to the idea of killing things. Yeah. There's lots of stories. People tell them, it's, some people dispute it, the idea of SS trainees being given a puppy at, at the start of training and at the very end being forced to put a bullet in the puppy's head in order to continue their training as like one final bit. Um, I can't imagine how anyone 
could receive an order to go to a dog shelter and to put bullets in the heads of, of rescued dogs and that that's going to reduce the spread of COVID-19. To think that there are government officials in New South Wales who heard that order and said, yes, that sounds reasonable, is terrifying. Not just because they ended up killing all of these helpless, defense defenseless dogs, but it's not that big of a stretch to go from putting a bullet in the dog to putting the bullet in the protester. And once you cross that barrier, once you're willing to kill to, to enforce these ridiculous, ridiculous regulations. That's a line that can never be uncrossed. So we see what happens in Australia. We have to be cognizant that th that is not uh, like an anomaly. The people who want lockdowns here want us on that same kind of trajectory. And we have to do everything in our power not to get there because at the bottom of that slippery slope truly is, it's death. It's death. <laughs> how, do you, how else do you describe government officials killing defenseless puppies? Uh, for for the the fatherland for the motherland it, it's it's disgusting um but give well, me one last one, thought on that yeah one little comment on that is we saw the desensitization of the very concept of death we saw it starting in video games and television programs and movies yeah. and hollywood it has progressed to the point where we see so much blood and guts and all evil that's ever thought of evil is depicted upon big screen and we push it we push it, push it, push it. And frankly, we as parents sit back and let it happen. because It's okay. It's not going to affect them. No, we all have to own this right now. We all have to repent and we all have to move forward and stop it. And every man and woman out there that has children in their home, stop it right now. Your responsibility right now is to stop it. Stop all incoming evil. That is your responsibility. You have to answer for that. We have to answer for that as men and women and parents. And in our own lives, in our own home, we have to guard our eyes, our ears, our, our, our mouth, our world. You know, we have to guard these gates of our lives so that we don't let things come in that begin to affect us like that. Because the decency of, of, of humanity is here if we allow God to have that place in our lives. But if it gets filled with something else, it's going to take the place of God. And that's exactly what we're seeing there, Max. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you, Dr. Mark, and again, we're here with Dr. Mark Sherwood. Um, you have a very successful medical practice. You're also, he is also running for governor in Oklahoma. So if you want to support his campaign, you can do so at Sherwood2022.com. I want to pivot to Joe Biden because you're a medical professional. I want to get your opinion. First of all, do you, in your practice, do you treat people who come in with signs of of mental decline, Alzheimer's. Um, listen, we all hope that we get to that age where where we where we where we lose we lose a step. But in your practice, do you have patients who exhibit either early signs or later signs of that? Well, sure we do. I mean, every every medical and naturopathic practice in in America would say they've experienced somebody coming in with cognitive decline. It's it's not hard to recognize. It's not hard to observe. And most of the time, the person, if they're honest, they know it and they, they want yeah. to get out of that. So, you know, there's there's three angles there you look at. But, yeah, of course we see that. So I don't want you to get in trouble with your medical license. I don't want you to diagnose anyone without having seen them in person and actually given them an examination. But I want to get your opinion as we play a clip of Joe Biden. In your other experience with other patients, I'm trying to craft this in a way that doesn't get anyone who's a little overzealous going after you. In your experience with these other patients who exhibit very similar signs, I want you to watch this clip and then I want you to tell us from your experience with other patients 
what you would see in that kind of uh, a symptom. So I want to play this clip, Mr. Producer. This is, uh, I think it's cut zero. Let's play cut zero. You know, as well as I do, that the former president made a deal with the Taliban that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others, but would not attack any American forces. Remember that? I'm, I'm being serious. I, no, I, I'm asking you a question. Be, uh, because before... No, 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 wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that, is that accurate, the best of you or not? What? So that I want to play it again, full screen. This is I don't I, I don't know what to describe this. Is it the fetal position? Is it brain malfunction? This is that was the side by side. This is full screen, a little bit shorter. Let's play cut zero zero. No, no, no. Wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that, is that accurate? The best of you or not? What? Dr. Mark, I have oh. never seen I've never seen a president duck down in a standing form of the fetal position. What are you seeing there as a doctor who has treated patients um, of Joe Biden's age who, who show similar signs of mental decline? Well, first of all, there, I will tell you what I saw was an analogous with a dog putting his face between his feet and tucking his tail. That's the posture that was given. That posture is a posture of shame. That is a posture of, of fear. And that posture, whether it be with Joe Biden or an animal, is the same. So that's what I see right there. And what I've sure. seen from our, our, our current president over the course of time is there's seeming to be a lot of confusion. Of, uh, And I'm not making fun of someone that sort of forgets mm -hmm. words. That's not the intent. But I've seen confusion. I've seen um, scripted answers that go off script that create confusion. So there's a there's a very narrow line that this person appears to me from observation to be able to stay on. If it veers off of that anywhere at all, it seems to create this picture of what you just saw. Yeah. I mean, if that person were in my office, I mean, I would simply ask him a question. Um, are you having difficulty remembering things? Are you having difficulty with recall? Um, are you having difficulty with balance issues? Um, I would go into all those questions and it would be my way of determining what to do with this person, either from a naturopathic standpoint, which is mine, or a medical standpoint, which is my wife. We would make a decision what to do on that. Joe, what, what do you think when you see that video of, of Joe Biden tucking his head down like that? You know, it's it's a it's a symptom of a larger problem that we're willing to accept the the sheer weakness. You know, I mean, I would I would add to not just fear and not just confusion. I would I would add something to that. Um, I, I would look at him as a, or even shame. I would I would look at him in the place of just uh, not being able a lack of courage, a lack of constitution, a lack of 
of character and recognizing that at that moment, and this, this does happen when you have mental decline, is that somebody strips away your clothes and you're naked. And so I believe that he was standing up there and he felt as if he was naked. He felt as if there was no running away from this anymore. And nobody was going to buy the fact that it was President Trump that, that caused all this. And I think that it was a realization at that moment that he had lost and that and yeah. that basically he was the man with no clothes. And, the, and that is a scary thing for every one of us as Americans because it showed an ultimate weakness in the leadership that we have, not just with him, but the others that propped him up to, in order to take yeah. that position. And they knew this going into this. So I, I agree with I'll both of you. I agree with, I agree with both of you. If I can just real quick jump in and what I yeah. saw, because I think you're both right. There's elements of that where you're both right. I think that this was an emperor has no clothes moment, though. If I, th I think if we're being technically correct, it's the emperor's son who has no clothes. The emperor has no brain. But in this moment, what I saw when him, him going down, when you study Joe Biden, and how he responds to argumentative questions. He gets very, very angry. And that is something that tends to materialize from people who are experiencing mental, I've had loved ones who go through this, so I've seen it yeah. firsthand. They get very angry, very frustrated when things aren't the way they expect it, when they veer off, Dr. Sherwood, as you said, that script, they get very frustrated because they, they want to be able to answer the question the way they used to, but they can't. They wanna be able to drive the car, but they can't back it out of the driveway. So what I saw there was a combination of rage of, of, of being angry, trying to stop that anger from coming out, but also something, and I've never done this, but something you see from people who are maybe had a few drinks too many, and they're trying to will themselves to get the last mile home. They're one mile from home. They're at they're at the bar, and like you know, what? I'm I'm on that borderline of whether I'm drunk or not. I'm just gonna really focus. I'm gonna put all of my energy into getting home, driving between the lines, and making sure that nothing bad happens. Don't recommend drunk driving anyone, but that's that's the kind of thing that I saw with him, of of this this repressed anger, and also trying to literally will himself across the finish line. And immediately after that, he said he had to go to a meeting, right? So I think yeah. both of you are correct. Um, it's kind of there's people see it through different lenses. I think I think all those things were definitely there. Go ahead, Mark. Well, one thing there's two points that we need to point out as well. Um, obviously, as we age and as we have mental decline, um, as you said, Max, the world gets smaller. We get smaller. We don't go yeah. places. We don't visit. We don't travel, and so the world gets smaller. And so. We are comfortable only in that small, small place. And it doesn't go for people that still keep their mental faculties sharp and challenge their brain each day with learning new things and unlearning new things. That has to happen as we age so that none of us will get to the state of mental decline. The other thing that I saw in that that I think we need to not be remiss of is that was political gamesmanship. He tried to blame it on somebody else. It was the whole focus. And when this person that was asking the question did not accept that, which... He, he actually stood up and asked, well, why is that? No, I, I want to know why you're even at, don't avoid the question. Politicians do that. They don't answer the damn question. They always shift it away. And, and he had a chance at that point, a leader. He could have said, you know what? I, I, I just, I hate this crap we're going through right now. Doesn't matter who caused it. Doesn't matter what it, what, we're going to fix it right now. We're going to fix this right now. That should have been the answer. We're going to go in there and we're going to get American troops out. We're going to make provision to get all of our material out and quit arming our enemy, for God's sake. That's a whole other discussion. I mean, what the heck? 
is that we took our enemy and we armed them with all of our material and they put on our uniforms and stood it up like Iwo Jima with the flag. That is not cool. Yeah. And that's the greatest insult to our country right now. And for all I'm concerned about right now, from a militaristic standpoint, we should just go just wipe it out right now. Forget it. Just just get rid of the whole Taliban right now. All of them. They're not our friends. It's trying to reason with the enemy. It's like trying to make a deal with the devil. Well, I know you're evil, but, you know, in this case, I'm going to trust you. Really? How well is that working for us? So, Dr. Mark, talk to me about some of these other patients who have come into you. When, when they experience this decline, when it's very obvious, when they admit that it's happening, what do families do in that situation? Do they let them keep driving? Do they let them operate heavy machinery? Or do they take responsibilities, take privileges, respectfully, away from them? What, what do you tend to see in those situations? Yeah, family members have multiple decisions to make that care and love them because they don't want their loved one to get hurt. They don't want their loved one to harm themselves. They don't want their loved one to get into a position where they can't care for themselves. So many of them will... Um, come into our offices and they'll say, what can we do? What options do we have? And of course, they'll explore all options about going into assisted living and things like that, where they can get continual care, they can get continual observation so that their needs can get met. Um, at the same time, many of the families say, what can I do to re-stimulate? And re-stimulate the brain because you can. There's a lot of things we can do if we just put some effort into it. So there's a combination of acceptance of it do something about it, take action, even if it means, you know, and I remember a time this happened to me, it's a personal story, I can, I can vouch for this. I was a police officer, it's probably 25, maybe 30 years ago. And I'm driving down on my patrol and I see a car that's in the one of two lanes and it's veering over to the left across the yellow line, going about 20 miles an hour slower than the speed limit. And I thought, okay, it's the middle of the day, this person's surely not drunk. But I went ahead and tried to pull them over. They didn't stop for a long, long time. And I had a backer that came my way. And it was a very old man, very old man. And he was struggling with his mental capacity. I believe, as I recall, he was in his 90s. He still had his driver's license. One of the toughest decisions I've ever made, I called his daughter and son. And I had them come to the scene. And I took that driver's license away and I gave it to them. I gave the car keys to him. I didn't write him a ticket. He didn't go to jail. He went home. But we had to make that call. And, and I cried. They cried. He cried. And the man was upset. And I let him be upset at me. But I knew it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. And we have to deal with it in that manner. In this, this case, I mean, obviously, we've got a leader that's not functional. Not functional at all. And something needs to be done. So in that well, I think case, there's okay, seven. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. I think that there's, I think we're setting ourselves up for the 25th Amendment. I think it's going to be used. Uh, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to remove Biden from office. The scary part is that the one that falls into the seat of president is someone that is more sociopath than anyone else that we've seen run in any election and is running away from problems as she went to, we saw her go to uh, uh, Vietnam and ignore the problem that was happening in uh, yeah. in Afghanistan and then ran down the hallway saying they're not going to pin this you know what on me there is yeah. a lack of fortitude a lack of character yeah. a lack of courage from this from this group and and mark I, you know this morning i woke up 
and I, I've been dealing with friends that are beginning uh, visits by the FBI and DHS, and, and uh, I haven't had any of those meetings. And one of the things that came to my mind is I hope I'm not being set up as the useful idiot, right? In other words, set up for them being able to put me in a position where they can blame something on me. And I think that they're blaming. And the reason why I say that is because these guys in the FBI and the CIA, they're not good people. They're just not there. And I believe that there are some that are good, but I think that they lack courage. They lack char character and they're not standing up against this evil. But there is a there is a large group of evil that is pinning this stuff on people. And they're going to try yeah. and pin this on Biden, swipe him out of the equation, drop in uh, Kamala, uh, no nothing Harris. And we're going to have the giggly, whatever you want to call it, standing up on stage saying, we're going to oh, do yeah. this over well, here. Well, yeah, Kamala Harris is terrifying. But let's be completely honest. I wasn't on the podcast yesterday. You guys did a good job covering what happened in, yeah. in Kabul with that with that bombing. But let's be absolutely clear. There are 13 American soldiers, dozens of Afghans who are dead right yeah. now because the commander in chief, the man giving the, the decisions, shouldn't be allowed to even have his car keys, let alone issue battlefield decisions. Yeah, he oh, made I agree mistakes. With yeah. So as hard as yeah. horrible as she is, and she is horrible, right? She absolutely is. I don't think I want to get past. I don't think that she would kill solders because she got confused by the intelligence and had to go to bed early. You know what I mean? Well, like those we, are reports we're hearing. We, we've got to get back to a couple of things. And and Mark, this is supposed to be about the, the excitement of you running for governor. And, you know, we have some big endorsements that are coming out for you. We're not going to talk about them here, but there's going to be some big, big people across the country. They're going to be endorsing you, which I think is absolutely amazing. But it's not Biden is not the one that actually is pulling the strings. We know that you could not be a sensible human being to feel that he's going, oh, yeah, let's just do it this way. He's being advised by people inside of that circle in the administration that, frankly, are doing the biddings of someone else is saying, just do this to make a mockery of what we have as a nation. We are so compromised and so corrupted that it does matter who gets in the seat next. But this yes. is why we go back to the weaponization of media, the weaponization of the mainstream media and, and technology and telling people that there's nothing to see here when it comes to the election fraud against our country. We don't have three and a half years, even if it is the second clown that comes in behind Biden. We've got to stand up now and we have months, not years. We are we are on a very short timetable to save our nation from these really evil, diabolical people. And. And by all means necessary, we're going to draw the line behind them, push them back behind it. And if we don't actually get to a place where we have accountability, if they continue to attack us and attack people like Sidney Powell and people like uh, Mayor Giuliani and take away their law licenses and say that there's nothing to see here, people are going to just fight, they're going to just have enough. And we're going to have that national day of eviction. So we, we really are at a critical place where we have to pay attention to what's going to happen next and not be satisfied with, okay, we removed the clown in, in chief. Now we get to have another clown in chief in there. That's not how this is going to work. Even if she is not on a mental decline, she definitely is on a, a character decline. She's definitely a person that has very poor character and very poor understanding or selflessness towards the American people. That's just my opinion. But yeah. No, I, I'm totally in, in agreement with you, Joe. We're in a, a place now where we have to begin to to have that courage, and this is this is why I would encourage everybody out there: if 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 you are called to run for a public office, do it. Don't fear. Get involved. 
don't step back and not be involved. To not say something is to say something. To not do something is to do something. We are in a place now where we are either all in or all out. You know, the Bible talks about um, people being lukewarm, neither hot or cold. And even with that said, I don't want to be lukewarm. I'd rather be all in or know someone is completely all out. And I believe there's a lot of people out there that can be all in. Joe, Max, I believe that. They just need a little bit of spurring on, a little bit of convincing, a little bit of confidence, a little bit of uh, that contagion that is courage. And you mentioned there, that needs to be the becoming the, the common contagion. And that's why when we gather at events and, and gather on media times like this, man, it I leave charged up, man, because I'm like, let's go right now, man. Where's my sword? Where's my gun? Where's my armor? You know, I'm putting it on. I'm ready to go to battle. And that's why I fill my life full of men like yourselves. You know, that's why we need to be very careful of who we hang around and what we do to build each other up for this day and time. We could have been born at any other time than this. We could have been. Think about this for a moment. But God picked us. God picked us right yeah. now to be right here right now. Man, I feel chosen. I feel awesome about that. And he could have picked us to put us in an easier time in history. But no, Joe, Max, right now for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. Oh, and, Mark, and you're, again, you're, 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 Mark can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yes. Okay. okay. Sorry no, about that. that. Anyone... Anyone listening to this, um, this is your this is the calling. Run for run for town council, run for school board. We've seen how important that is to be on school board yep. positions. Things yep. that used to be um, kind of brushed aside, you gotta do that. Lots of times the county health officials run unopposed. You don't technically need to be a doctor to be a coroner in most parts of the country. And so you'll be surrounded by doctors. I mean, if you have no medical knowledge, maybe you shouldn't be the coroner. But given how we've seen coroners diagnosing and, and, and writing down COVID deaths when it's kind of questionable, right? That's a position that shouldn't people shouldn't be running unopposed for. So if you have the qualifications, actually absolutely run at all levels. We've seen that this isn't just a presidency thing. It's not just Congress at every single level of elected government. Um, even into like weird special district stuff, you see the the the, co the mask mandates they're doing on subways and things like that. There is usually an extra board you can run for, and it's on the ballot. And almost no one ever runs for these positions. So look at what th what positions are up for re-election in your area and go for it. Um, so, Doctor Mark, I'll give you a chance before we we end the hour. Um, yep. Talk about your your campaign website. Talk about how people can find you, how people can donate, and how people can support your campaign for governor in in Oklahoma. Yeah, they can go to Sherwood2022.com. And we just got the website up recently. The first thing they can do is click on the volunteer and subscribe for our newsletter to find out what's going on. We're going to be able to give them updates on a timely basis. Uh, one thing I'll, I want people to know that even though this is an Oklahoma race, it's not an Oklahoma race. This is a, this is a, a country thing. This is a big deal for the United States of America, period. And they can also donate there. That donation link, if it's not hot right now, it will be soon. Keep going there. But um, go there to the volunteer link, subscriber list, and, and really um, share it. Just share it. Because the concept that we have to have to 
really overturn these seats and get people in there that are going to make good decisions and are going to lead us. It's going to have to become a national movement from all people affecting all places. We can't just say, well, that's in Oklahoma or that's in Colorado or that's in Florida. It, it's bigger than that. So share it, share it, share it, and continue to bring up names of people, regardless of me. Bring up names of people that you think are good leaders on a continual basis. Keep them in your prayers. Keep them lifted up and support each other. And you know, I just want people to know wherever we are, because we're in this together, um, come on. Let's step up together. Whether I'm in front or I'm in back, it matters not. I'm going to be there with you all the way. And just like you men are like me, I'm not a leader from the back. I'm a leader from the front. And by God, that's what we need right now. Just like Washington went across there paddling his boat, man. We need somebody to paddle the damn boat. And, uh, and we're going to do that together. So I just appreciate you guys' help, uh, support, friendship, your prayers, and just consider it a super honor to know you guys. It's, you guys are just amazing, amazing people, and I'm just honored to know you. Hey, we'll run beside you every step of the way, and we're going to make sure that you become the next governor of Oklahoma. Right? Cur for courage is more infectious than fear, and you certainly have that courage and you have that character. And so we're going to do everything we can to stand behind you. Well, I appreciate you guys, and uh, man, I look forward to being with you again. And um, this, you know, coming on Conservative Daily is—it's uh, really a highlight that I have. I always look forward to it. You know, like, okay, when's the next one? You know, because uh, I appreciate what you guys stand for, and uh, I'm in. We're on the same team. Let's get it done. All right, sounds good. I think we lost Max there. He's frozen. He is but, frozen, uh, isn't he? It's a—that's a funny look, isn't yeah, it? We're working <laughs> with him. That's a good picture. What's what's that, Josh? <laughs> We're working with them here. Okay, perfect. Hey, so I want to I want to tell you that there's a big fear of people from the community rising up and running for public office that have that courage and have those leadership skills and that are willing to unselfishly serve their community. And one one of the things that I think is really important for us to point out is that there's a fear amongst the establishment, not just the left. We're not just talking about the radical left anymore, who I think are absolute trash, but we are talking about the rhinos. And you're, you're going to have to overcome that with the rhinos in order to make sure that you can, you know, can, can continue this fight of running for governor. And they're going to be asking you some tough questions because they want to control you. They, they're going to see the strength that you have and they're going to say, oh, that's a little too strong for us. He's not going to get done what we want to get done. And I think that you have to speak that truth. So I'm going to tell you up front, we, we, I got an email five minutes ago that talked about the establishment from someone who is a fearless leader that served uh, in, the, in the Colorado world that says, I'm hearing that the EP, the, that's El Paso establishment, is furious over any push from FEC, UIEIP, and other building up delegates and participate in primaries or caucuses, right? So they're, they're afraid. They're afraid of us standing in the gap and becoming the people that rule of the people for the people. And so that's it, right. it's going to be really great to, to watch you on this journey and... Um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, that that uh, speech where you accept uh, becoming governor in 2022. Matter of fact, I may actually fly to Oklahoma and just be there for it. Right. You're invited. And I want you right there because the people that support what we're doing, as stated, Joe, it affects all of us. Yes. All of us. You know, I, I look around now in the world and there's a few leaders out there that I go, wow, 
that person, that man, that woman is really doing a good job. They have some courage. And yeah. it, it and truly, I've got to thank them because it inspired me. You know, you see how that works? Yeah. The courage. Yeah. It's infectious. It is. And yeah. so um, we have got to do this. You know, we don't need more politics. We need more leadership. And there's plenty of people out here that are willing, able, capable, and inspired by the Lord to do it. I believe that with all of my heart. All right. Well, I want to say thank you for coming on the show again. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk more about Biden. Uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, he's running for governor of Oklahoma, is one of the most amazing men that I've ever had the, the opportunity to call my friend. And so, Mark, uh, God bless you. And we'll be talking soon. God bless you, Joe. I appreciate all you do. And uh, thanks for being my friend, most of all. Absolutely. We'll be back in a few minutes. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.